Hi guys, it's Sophie. It's Lexi. With and survived. Is... Woof woof. <laughs> Episode um, two. <laughs> I know we finally made it. I'm so excited. I'm so happy <laughs> that it wasn't just us listening to it on repeat. <laughs> um Everyone that has listened to it so far on episode one has said they all have loved it and they can't wait for episode two. So here is episode two. Uh, We just wanted to go over a couple things, um, especially with episode one coming out, just to clarify a couple things, especially with a lot of questions and just to make sure we're all on the same page and where we want to go with this. Yes. (laughs) So, I don't know. <laughs> Did we have questions that we wanted to read? Did you get questions? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, one of our main questions was, where do we want to go with the podcast after we're done telling our story? So, Sophie and I kind of talked about that for a little bit, and we thought we would just play it by ear. But we really wanted to get this story out just because it's never been heard of before. And on all honesty, when you look up stalking cases and like Alexa cases, it's nothing like this. It's very out of the ordinary. (laughs) Yes. Like no one's ever heard anything of this. So then we would go into someone asked me what was the main goal of this podcast and I think we both just agreed to bring awareness because stalking is a real thing whether or not you believe it or not like we throughout this whole process I feel like we all three of us didn't want to acknowledge it for the longest time we just kind of kept saying oh we're fine oh we're fine and it's like all right never mind we're not fine because We almost died, but that's not the point. (laughs) It brought us a lot of trauma that we didn't realize until after the fact. So that's why we just want to bring awareness to be a little bit more careful in your lives. Yeah. Like, just be a little more aware kind of thing. (laughs) You can never be too careful, honestly. No. Especially in today's age. Especially with technology. But, um... Another thing that we did want to clarify is we had talked about in the first episode that we thought the voices were coming through with an Alexa. We do we... not own one. <laughs> no, no one in the house owned an Alexa. So or, that is the part that is creepy. Or a Google Home or anything of the sort. Anything that talks, honestly. Nothing. No, we were all like college kids that owned $5 speakers. Like you had to <laughs> physically turn the speaker on and off. Like there was no fancy speakers, I would say, that would just go ba Okay, so um, like we said in our last episode, we said a lot, honestly. <laughs> but when this first started, we thought we were being haunted by a ghost. Um. We didn't think it was kind of like a stalking situation. We thought it was like an actual ghost haunting us. Um, and then we went and we got sage. <laughs> we, we saged the whole house. <laughs> yes. We did also um 
we kept receiving the people who uh, were lived in the duplex before us. So we were the second tenants, tenants to ever live. After yeah. So it was only it was a year or new. two old. Yeah, it was yeah. fairly new. Um, so we were the second tenants to live in this duplex. Like ever. Um, ever. So the mail that we were receiving from the past duplex um tenants rent yeah tenants renters we messaged call them yeah (laughs) (laughs) we messaged them um on facebook or something and asked if they ever experienced something weird any paranormal activity um and the response we got was was something weird so it was so creepy so i was the one that messaged her on facebook I just have a couple questions to ask you if you're willing to answer them. This might be out of the blue, but I have your name from the address that I'm currently living at. And I gave her the address and stuff. I was like, I just want to ask you a couple questions because there's four girls living in this house at the moment. And we just want to clarify a couple things just because we think a couple paranormal things have been happening. So she can messaged me back right away and I was not really expecting that like I was kind of just expecting her to read it and just kind of say like think oh that's kind of weird like why would this late girl that I have (laughs) no correlation with just message me out of the blue but she responded immediately and said oh my goodness I think I know what you're talking about um so Obviously, like we said, there were four bedrooms in the house. And the previous tenants, there were three girls and one guy. And as I was talking to her, she had told me that the one guy that had lived with them sadly in- did commit suicide, but not in the house, at his own house, which is really sad. But his room was where Macy's room was. And mm-hmm. that was where everything started was from macy's room yeah (laughs) super weird it was super creepy oh i heard nala (laughs) that's okay she wants to be our mascot she wants to be on the podcast too that would be really cute (laughs) (laughs) all right so going back to the facebook message she had told us that he had committed suicide and how it was kind of in the middle of the semester and how they had experienced a couple things just by living there um, until the end and when they graduated. And she just thought, like, how weird it was how we were having kind of the same problems. But at that time, we wanted to blame it on something paranormal and not yeah stalking just because i think back in the day especially because yeah. what did this happen two three years ago now back in 2020 so yeah three almost almost three three now but almost three for 2020 yeah um how everything like stalking is just something that i feel like people forget about that can happen and that that's what happened to us that's how this whole story escalated is we never really acknowledged it until the night that 
was probably our worst night of our lives, but we'll talk about that in a different episode because, again, it needs its own episode by itself just because it it's going to be a long one. Especially. <laughs> yeah. But. So, um, with that, I do want to go out uh, going over the layout of our duplex again. Just because I feel like we kind of just skimmed over that. And I feel like I want our listeners to know, just to kind of picture what we were living in. Um, so our duplex was one of many that was located in a cul-de-sac neighborhood area off our campus. And like we said before, we're not going to name our university or our campus just because of privacy reasons um but our neighbors you know our wall neighbors (laughs) for our duplex were people that we knew and people that we were friends and acquaintances with um and they never experienced any of this either so no and we shared a wall with that whole other side of the duplex and the fact that they even said not one of them heard one thing Mm mm-hmm And I would just like to go back and say we really wanted to start this podcast after we heard what happened and how they said the same thing, how they had been reporting and no one was listening, just kind of like us. No one listened to what we were saying, how we were reporting things would go missing and no one really, really cared essentially. And the same thing happened. They lived in a duplex. The other side never once heard anything, and all four of those tenants passed away, sadly. Um, Again, same situation. Someone was stalking them, and I'm very glad that we made it out and were able to tell our story, but Mm -hmm. it's just really sad that they were never never able to tell their side of their story. Yeah, the Ohio case has been on our minds recently because of the stuff that we went through. Um, Just because they're college students, college girls, and a boyfriend um, that are just like, like they were just like us. Um, I've been following that case very closely. And um, they lived in a six-plex house. It had six bedrooms, three bathrooms. Um and there was four roommates. There's been a report of one of the victims having a stalker. The police have not been able to co- corroborate that statement, um, find any information to really set that in stone. However, um, that is why, like, I guess me and Lexi feel like we that, should really tell our that story. case. Yeah, that case just really hits home because if we never we reported got to this, make it out alive. Yeah, if we never reported this to the police and if we never got out, who knows what would have happened? Um, I don't think we, if we never really took this seriously. Yeah, I really, true this day, if we never took it seriously, I don't think we would be sitting here telling everybody, which is kind of sad to say, and like that. Honestly, like, it is something that, like, is hard to talk about because it's, like, we had the, like, we didn't want to acknowledge it. We didn't want to think it was happening just because 
it doesn't happen. Like you hear about other, it happening to other people, but you never hear it happening to people that you know. So I think that was part of the problem because we're like, no, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. It only happens to other people. It doesn't happen to us. And I'm just very glad that we are sitting here to this day to be able to tell our story because I really, truly believe that if we kept going with our mindsets where we thought it was paranormal and whatnot, we would not, we would not be sitting here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So just kind of going back to our house layout. Um, so when you walked into our duplex, the stairs leading to our basement were directly on the left. And then to the right was our living room area um, where we had our couch, our TV. Um, we actually had two couches <laughs> and that's where we had our TV. And during when this all happened, we had our little Christmas tree up. Um, it was, I mean, we decorated it really cute. <laughs> we did. It was, we had, um, during the Christmas season, we each of us had our own little stockings and we had them hanging above our TV. I mean, we didn't really know where else to put them because our TV and our kitchen mashed together. There mm-hmm. was really no, we didn't have a dining room. Like there was, it was yeah. just one giant room with a island essentially. And then there would be a kitchen that wrapped around in the corner off to the left. And then off to the right, it would be the living room. Mm-hmm. So when you walk through our door, um, in front of you, if you kept walking, it would be our kitchen area with the island, and we would ha- we had some windows in our kitchen, and um, to the right as well, um, and also a patio door that went out to a small balcony area. We never really used that balcony, um, maybe in the summer, but. I don't Since ever we were there. remember using that. Like, I completely forgot about it until you said something to me yeah. the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, we ha- we did have a balcony. We never really went out in our balcony. Maybe, I think we took some pictures out there. But other than that, it was so small. And it- we just lived there during the cold months. So <laughs> Yeah, like, when we moved in, it was cold. It was starting to get cold then. And we moved in in September, so then October it started getting colder. So like, you're not gonna want to go sit out when it gets cold in Wisconsin. It gets freezing. That's the part that sucks about Wisconsin nights is the temperature drops significantly sometimes, especially through the colder months. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and. So between our staircase down to our basement and our kitchen area, there was a hallway leading to Lexi and Ava's bedrooms. And then they also had a bathroom that they shared. And if you were to go down the stairs to our basement, kitty corner to the left was my bedroom and kitty corner to the right was Mace's bedroom. (laughs) And our bathroom was right in between our bedrooms so it was like a straight shot from the stairs so if you just kept going straight from the stairs you would end up in the bathroom Mm -hmm. 
our laundry room was right next to the staircase. It was to the left of the staircase. And to the right of the bottom of the staircase was our very empty downstairs living area. Um, All we had in that living area was my old futon, um, some cardboard boxes, and a mini fridge. (laughs) It was kind of sad. So we never hung out there. No. I, yeah. (laughs) I don't think we ever really turned on the light in that basement either. Mm -mm. We just... There was no reason to. I mean, we never used it. We never needed it. The only time that, like, we ever really needed anything in the basement was if we needed to do laundry. Other than that, I feel like we spent most of our time in our living room and our kitchen. Mm -hmm. I mean, me and Macy definitely spent some time in our bedrooms, for sure. Oh, yeah. But even, even then, I liked hanging upstairs more (laughs) (laughs) it's okay (laughs) all right so i like in the beginning of the podcast we said we would go over um some more details because we kind of we really did just skim through it and our brains don't remember a lot yeah i think we need to clarify a couple things because ever since our first episode Again, like, I think we need to talk about this, too, how no matter, like, yes, we were all there, but I think people also need to understand, yes, the fact that we were all there, and it is frustrating that we don't remember it, but there are certain parts and pieces that we just don't remember because our brain does not want us to remember it, and again, that, like, goes along with trauma, like, that's known for people that are in traumatic events where they don't remember a lot of the whole ordeal. But thank God for Macy because she sent <laughs> us all the statements and I'm very appreciative of it because yes. going through it. Shout out to I, Macy. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Macy. You know who you are. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, but yeah, just reading through those ever since she sent those over, I was like, oh my goodness that happened and then it would just replay in your head all over again Mm -hmm. which it sounds traumatizing when you say that but it like there are certain parts that like are traumatizing but when you would read it it's like it would come back to you certain parts will come back but I think the more traumatizing parts are still very hidden within both of our minds and everybody's minds that was involved in this whole thing that makes sense for sure (laughs) Um, yeah, so I think we should just start off with kind of going back over what happened on December. Yeah, in in December. December. And it was December 18th, Wednesday before our finals week. And this was right before our winter break happened. Yes, the exact date and time. Yeah. And this was the night that we talked about where the speaker um turned itself like on and off so we do want to go a little bit more in detail with that night yes just because like we have more of it now than we did a week ago so we can go more into depth again shout out to macy thank you so much (laughs) okay so 
since we did kind of talk about what happened already on this night, I thought that we should just go over Macy's perspective yeah. of what happened. Bring because... it in just because I feel like we haven't talked about her perspective yet, and now we have it. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to read her perspective on what happened this night into what happened the night in December, that Wednesday night, right before our winter break. And this was also during our finals week. So, you know, we're all stressed. We're taking finals. We're college students. Lots of tears. We're juniors also. This is like our hardest year of college, by the way. No, it was our sophomore year yet. No, it was our junior year. Oh, yeah. I always forget that we had to live (laughs) in the dorms for two years. Yeah. I just think I was a lot young. Well, technically, I was, like, all of us in the house were a lot younger than we should have been in college. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, we all young. could not go out to the bars. till our senior year. <laughs> so we were way too young to even be in college. <laughs> Still, but that's not the point. I always forget about that. But anyways, yeah. okay. Okay. Anyways, I'm going to read um Macy's statement from the Wednesday night that happened. So Macy says, I was working at Walgreens that night. When I got off work, I got texts from Lexi and Sophie to hurry up and come home because weird things were happening at the house. I came home and I didn't see them. I checked the whole house and then I went back upstairs and they came out of the bathroom. Lexi and Sophie both stated they heard Sophie's speaker turn on and they were scared because Sophie said you can't turn the speaker on unless you hit the switch and then they heard it turn off. Side note, that is correct. The speaker I had, you had to physically like turn the switch on on the side and then turn it off. Like somebody had to touch it with their hands. Yeah, um, like again, like we were all poor college students i'm sure all of our speakers came from like five below or something (laughs) like we none of us had any fancy speakers yeah so that was creepy for us um she says lexi states she heard footsteps downstairs i told them that i checked the house and that they were probably paranoid and i went downstairs in my bedroom when i was in my room i heard a knocking in my closet and the other side, which was from the other side of the wall, which was Sophie's. And I heard a knocking on the outside of my door and I told them to come in, but no one did. I got up and we went to my... Upstairs. Yeah. At, we at this point... had no idea what was going on because she was in her room and we had calmed down by that point. So then we went back to watching Hannah Montana. Upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> upstairs. All of this happened while Sophie and I were upstairs. Yes. So she said she heard a knocking on the outside of her door and she told them to come in, but no one did. She got up and went to her door and opened it and no one was there. She ran upstairs and then Sophie, Lexi, and her hid in the bathroom. When we were hiding in the bathroom, the TV started acting weird. We could hear it. It kept clicking on different options on the TV, and then it just shut off. Because it was, yeah, it's like that Roku. So whoever has a Roku, whenever you have your volume on, you can hear the clicking noise. It's like, do, do, like that, ding, ding, ding. Like whenever you click on Mm -hmm. an app kind of thing. Yeah. And we could all 
three of us hear it clear as day as we're all hiding in the bathroom that night. Like, it was not a noise that you could just miss. Like, it was only for Roku because that was the only noise that came from Roku at that time because Roku was relatively new back in 2019, which is crazy to think about, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So she says, we heard footsteps coming up the stairs. At that point, Lexi called her friend Brady to come over. He checked the whole house, and he stayed with us for a little bit. And I remember Brady coming in with an ice scraper, ready to get somebody. Shout out to Brady. Yeah. (laughs) He checked the entire house for us, but there was no one there. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. There was no one anywhere. Every time we checked, he disappeared. (laughs) Every single time. And I remember, so we were all like sitting kind of, we weren't sitting on the couch, but we were just kind of standing around our living room area. And Macy says in her statement, then Sophie got a text asking, do you want to play a game? That is so true. I remember my phone buzzed. I looked at my phone. I got a text from a random number saying, do you want to play a game? And that feeling where your whole blood like goes cold and your Your face feels hot. Yeah, your stomach and your heart drops into your stomach. Um, And Macy says, we all ran out of the house. We went for a drive. And then we went to Devin's house because we were scared to be at home. We thought that there was a ghost in our house. So we saged the next day. And I would also like to say, like, all three of us agreed the house had a very uneasy feeling as soon as you stepped in before all of this stuff happened. Like, you just felt very unwelcomed in the house from the beginning. But it wasn't, like, it was just a weird, it was just a really weird feeling. Like, it was never, like, a home. It was just, like, a place to be mm-hmm. while we were at college. Yeah. It yeah, definitely had, like, just, like, this off feeling. And that could have been, oh, our first place, like, moving out of the dorms, you know. But Yeah. Like, we didn't have any adults. It was the first time where we didn't have, any, like, any RAs to keep track of us. Like, we didn't have to answer to anybody. We could do whatever we wanted. So, in all reality, it was our first taste of freedom. Really. That's what it was. Yeah. So do you want to talk about the next day when we saged our house? Oh, yeah. So we saged the house. And so we had Ava's friend come over who is very connected to the paranormal. And I wouldn't even call it the paranormal, just more of like the spirits and like the afterlife and she came over and she told us to sage the house and even before this like I've always been one that's been able to see certain things that people cannot see and be able to tell certain things that cannot see but I always thought that was like normal 
but I've been doing a lot more research and talking to a lot more people this past like two years and I've gotten a lot more in tune with it but at that time I was I didn't want to acknowledge it so even when she said we needed to stage the house the whole time I even felt like that's not going to help and it really didn't fix anything because the heaviness of that house was still there even after we staged it and we staged our bodies too like she had us stage the outline of us and like when you stage you have to open every single door and window because (laughs) the concept of staging is to let all of the evil spirits out that are there and you have to clarify it. It's a very tricky process. And like you have to do it right. But every time I've moved into a new house. I've always. Not house technically. But like anytime I've moved anywhere new. Since this duplex. I've always saged. Just because after this whole ordeal. <laughs> but I've always saged. No one's ever really been around. It's just making me feel. A lot more comfortable after I've done that. Um but even then, whatever was there did not want to leave. If it was even that. Yeah. If I, we have no idea. Still. Yeah, we have no idea. I do think <laughs> there was something there because it was just so heavy. But I don't think it was a spirit that truly wanted to hurt, wanted to hurt us like the way that we got hurt in this whole story. And it's not even a story because it's yeah. a true story. I mean, not. I mean, it is a story, but anyways, I'm going on a, <laughs> I'm rumbling now. Okay, go. <laughs> so after we did the saging and everything, um, the next day I packed up my stuff and I went on my winter break. Um, I believe Lexi and Macy were there for a couple more days and then they left. Same with Ava. But yeah. There after was no that, one home for two or three days after that, I think, after we all went home for Christmas break. Yeah, we definitely all got out of there as quick as we could and left the house after because, like, we saged and then we just wanted to get out as soon as we could. And we felt like that would work, honestly. But we thought everything would be done and over with. Like, maybe it was just us thinking too much into the whole speaker turning off and on I don't know it's probably just like I think honestly we all just thought we were all paranoid and we needed just to take a mental break because finals make you feel <laughs> a little crazy a little crazy there <laughs> exactly honestly sometimes with certain classes it's like wow I'm gonna lose it this is where I am mentally going to lose my mind <laughs> yeah but as we know, and as all of our listeners know, it didn't stop after December. Nope. That was, that wasn't even, I wouldn't even say it's like the beginning at that point. Like that is just barely touching. The just a little it. taste. <laughs> yeah. And it's sad to say that this is barely the tip of everything. So I know Lexi did speak on the next incident that happened at our duplex, which was on the night of January 5th. Um, 
is there anything, any more details that you wanted to add on that night? Um, not really, but I thought I would read Macy's statement. Yeah. From that night, just because it gives her perspective too. I mean, there's, I mean, we're all involved and I'm very thankful for all of these just because it brings a lot of memories back that we forgot about. But so anyways, at this point, it is 2020. New Year's has passed. And so we're on January 5th, 2020 at 6 p.m. And the statement starts off at watching a movie. Lexi then pauses the movie and asks if I heard that. At first, I did not hear anything. And then I heard a little girl talking from the basement. Lexi and I ran to the bathroom and hid. We tried calling for people to come over, but the only person who came over was our duplex uh, neighbor named Maggie. When she came in, it was still going on and we were all freaked out. We went over to Maggie's duplex to hang out for a little bit and wait for Devin. And a little side note, as we were waiting for, before we went over to Maggie's side of the duplex, this is when the demonic voice came on and was threatening all of us and saying, like, if you guys leave, if you tell anybody, consequences will arise. Just threatening uh, things, essentially. <laughs> but so we wanted to wait to see if we could hear anything from the other side of the duplex. Maggie, me, and Lexi were there for like an hour maybe and then Devin arrived so as soon as Devin arrived all four of us went back to our side of the duplex and the sound stopped and about an hour later it started up again and we were all terrified we heard sounds from a demonic voice yelling at us little girls crying and singing and a man screaming at us crying screaming at a crying girl oh yeah I remember you both telling me you heard something about like this it was like a man like beating up this girl or something it like that like, it was like was a like I remember that now because like my whole body okay I'm like shaking right now I'm shaking right now <laughs> again like this is the thing that we were talking about like Yes, we read through all these case statements, but, like, reading them out loud is a completely different story than reading them in your head. Because now I'm remembering it, and it's like, yep, that was traumatizing. That was a, that was a part that I think our, that our minds hit again. But anyways, we're going to go back to where we were. <laughs> and so the statement begins with, we all agreed to call the police. The police arrived at 7.41 p.m. and they came in and had us wait upstairs while they searched the whole house. Because at this point, we thought someone was hiding in the basement. And again, like I said in episode one, I was the one that called the police. And I really struggled with explaining how to even explain what was going on. Like, I, I really, to this day, don't even know what I said to But they came, thank God. <laughs> And so going back to the statement, they checked 
everywhere in the house, brought up all of our electronic devices from downstairs. Every single one we turned, like we unplugged everything, TVs, computers, everything, lamps, anything that was plugged into an outlet. Outlet. Didn't they make you guys like put it into a cardboard box or something like upstairs just so they could see them all? Yeah, everything had to be set. Like even our phones, we put on our kitchen uh, island. Like all of our electronics. I like I even remember all of putting like all of mine on the kitchen island, and I wasn't even like when my basement, like my bedroom wasn't even in the basement at that point either. And so, going back to the statement, we thought someone was hiding in the basement, essentially. And they checked everywhere in the house, brought all the electronics up, nothing happened. And then they left, told us to call if something happened again. Maggie had left at this time to go to her boyfriend's house. And, again, I would just like to clarify, at this time, it was probably, it was... The police came at 7.41. They checked the whole house. It's probably around 9 at this point. Nothing really happened. Maggie had left. Kind of calm. And at 11.30, we had to call the police again for the creepy noises. Because they started all over again. So then they did another search of the house and found a speaker behind your... behind. Macy's curtain that was attached to her window and she had forgotten about it because she had never used it before so he brought that speaker up to see if that's where the connection was coming from and no nothing came from it also this was like one of those really um cheap shower speakers that don't work (laughs) yeah like stuck to like the head like suction cups like there was it never connected to anything to begin it with. Literally, and if you try to play sound through it, it literally sounds like static. It doesn't sound like anything that we heard. <laughs> no. Like, this speaker was probably, like, $2. Like, it was not a good speaker. So, it would have made no sense because, one, you can't talk to those kind of speakers. <laughs> and they do not respond either. I would just like to say that. <laughs> um Okay, so going back, uh, after we had brought in that speaker back up, nothing had happened, and we had gotten some texts throughout the night. Fuzzy, even in Macy's statement, um, she does say, like, she cannot remember them, and I will say, like, I cannot remember them either. Uh, Again, certain pieces are just going to always be blocked out of our minds if we really want to break it down but anyways the ones that we do remember were when the police were searching Macy had gotten a text saying you will not find me and as soon as we got the text we went and showed the officers and he had laughed I remember this because he laughed and he said nice and the way that he said it was more of like like this guy was just—he like said he it like care. nice. What? Like he didn't care, almost, or he thought we were like in some I joke like or the something. The way that he said it, though, at the time, 
like he actually did care like it was more of just like him trying to mock whoever was on the other end of it like Mm -hmm. the first night I really do think the police care and they did want to help I think after this whole ordeal as we go through it we do get lost in like the police reports essentially um so going back to it after he said nice and when they came back the second time, they looked to the house and they said that they basically told us that someone was trying to pull a prank on us. But over the whole night, this it lasted from 6 in the morning till 5.30. I mean, 6 p.m. till 5.30 in the morning. I wouldn't really consider that a prank, to be honest with you, because pranks don't, pranks don't last till 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> who's, and if you who's do, gonna stay up that night to prank somebody no nobody's <laughs> gonna stay up that late to just pull a prank it's like at that point like come on we need to use our noggins here so over the course of the night we had other people come to our house even after the second time they had brought everything up and we still continued and The only other person that really came to the house was Devin's old roommate. And she came over and witnessed the noises as well. The little girl and demonic voices. And then Devin had brought her boyfriend over at the time. And he came over and he even noticed all of the voices. And we were literally just... I think majority of this night was... Macy and I just trying to wrap our heads around what was actually happening. Like, I like I really think we both struggled with it just because we, we didn't want to acknowledge what was actually going on. Because, I mean, the whole night it was so threatening and it was like oh my god are we gonna see tomorrow if this keeps happening the way that we would get the text messages and and all the voices it's like are we actually going to make it out alive are we going to be the people that you see on the news that like oh we feel bad for them but oh well kind of thing yeah like it was just it was a very it was emotional roller coaster but anyways Going back to the statement, Devin had brought her parents over because we had asked them just to make sure they could hear it and believe it, just because we wanted to make sure it wasn't a joke, even though the police were already involved at this point. And her stepdad had pointed out a couple of cords on top of the cabinet, and we told them they were the LED lights. And so, text that Lexi had sent to Devin when we were in the house had somehow gotten deleted. They had got they deleted. Don't know. And that's like a whole nother thing that we need to talk about on a different like, episode. Weird things like that would happen. <laughs> like our phones would just certain parts of it of this whole thing would just disappear. And we'll talk more into detail about why that happened because there was a lot more to this story than people really realized because, like, we didn't even realize it at that point either. 
Like, we to this day don't realize it. And even on, like, videos that we took for evidence of the voice happening, when I go back and look at them to this day, um, like, when I'm when we're trying to add them into the podcast to show you clips, there's, like, this weird buzzing noise in every single one of those videos, but none other videos. No. Just the ones that I've recorded in that house. Um, it's just very strange. And I believe that has something to do with all of this. It's yeah. just very weird. There's certain parts that are... Ugh, give me... It ugh, gives me shivers. So going back to the statement, after all the texts got deleted... Uh, I'll start right here where Macy starts. Quote, Lexi said that she was going to Devon's and that I would come home. I decided that I was going to stay at the house, realizing there was hope that people, that the people that were doing this think that no one was home. So I'm thinking Macy turned off all the lights. Or they, yeah, that was my little side quote. So going back to the statement, or they realized, in quotations, I was not scared. I was trying to be brave. When they had left, nothing was happening at this point. Then all of a sudden, the LED lights that Devin's stepdad pointed out started to turn on and off. On their own, without any warning. Then I started hearing some heavy breathing throughout the whole house. <sighs> Lexi and told her to come pick me up. And that I would be waiting outside. Oh my god. I remember that heavy breathing as soon as I said that. I like oh my god. whole body. My whole body just started changing. Okay. It's okay. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like just wiping the tears out of our eyes. okay sorry guys let me bring it back Uh, and going back to the statement quote when I was outside I heard from the inside of the house the the demon voice screaming from the outside demon voice coming from the outside I took off running up towards the street where Alexi and Devin and Devin's old roommate were they had seen me running up that street and pulled over we were all driving and bawling our eyes out as we did not want to go back to the house so we all went back to Devin's place as we reconvened for a little bit we decided to go fill out couple police reports at the police station because we had enough evidence at this point. 
we met with the officers and he gave us a statement to fill out. A few hours later, we went, we then went to Devon's at this point. It was two in the morning or around three. We got another call from the officers asking us to come back to the house because they wanted to check a couple things that they had forgotten to check. So going off of the statement here, the things that they wanted to check was more of like the vents, the small areas, the outlets, just kind of taking everything that could be put into the wall off the wall so we could see what was really going inside to try to see if there was any kind of like hidden speaker or microphone or anything of that sort yeah pretty much (laughs) they checked all the vents in the basement looking for a speaker but did not find anything And at this point, it was around 5 in the morning, 5, 5.30. So then we went to Devon's, and we had stayed the night. I was supposed to work the next day, but I didn't go in because we did not get any sleep. Any videos or screenshots that I took that night had no sound at all, and they were all deleted. And that was all on Macy's phone, where all of the screenshots and the recordings had been deleted. But on my phone, none of them had deleted. So but, that part really threw us through a loop. Yeah. But the videos she took didn't delete, but they just had no sound, which was weird. Yeah, yeah I remember that now. Yes. Okay. Yep. It was just like the whole night was just... Sends a chill up your spine for sure. It does. I don't know what it is because it's like we both just said how we had read through this whole uh, statement and I don't remember like being upset or having chills. But just saying it out loud so many things come flooding back into my head that I just I want I think they should stay suppressed forever like I don't think that's something that should come back in all reality (laughs) yeah it was just a very long night and I don't think anyone really took us seriously that night too because Macy even had called into work that next day and I had to work the next day and I had texted my boss and I said hey so this is what happened and I remember her saying like oh it's it's just a prank like you'll be fine get over it like come into work but that kind of stuff like they don't understand like how Like, they weren't there kind of thing, and it's like, I get that you guys weren't there, but also, I just think at the time, a lot of people didn't realize, like, this was, like, what everything was about to escalate to, 
And, and this, like, yeah, like, this occurred when you guys were, like, trying to go to work. And, like, when this started at the first, like, start of our second semester or the first week of classes, like, we had class to go to. We had jobs. We had um, extracurricular activities. And just going to that and trying to be normal was so hard. I remember just, like, sitting in class always just trying to keep the tears back because I just remember being so paranoid that like I would like to think I'm somewhat smart (laughs) I would not like to think I'm a genius or anything but I just remember that semester and you look at my GPA for that semester it is so sad compared to the rest of them. Like, the fact that it affected, I didn't think it affected me that much. But also, again, like, I didn't want to acknowledge that much going on. I just wanted to say, oh, never mind, it's not happening. Like, this isn't happening. This is something that you see on the TV. This doesn't happen to you. Like, I just remember throughout this whole process just telling myself, this doesn't happen to people that you know. This doesn't happen to people that you know. It happens to people on the TV. This doesn't happen to me. Yeah. But it really messed. I mean, it messed with my schooling. I don't know about you guys, but it, it really messed with my GPA that semester. It definitely messed with mine. I missed probably almost every class that first week. I was yeah. behind. So I was behind the whole semester because of this. Well, little side note. <laughs> um. I also would like to say that when all of this stuff was happening, we had to go to the Dina. We had to go to the Dean and we had to get an email sent out to every single one of our professors, basically stating that if we missed a class, they cannot hold us accountable um, due to obviously personal reasons, but I, I don't Trauma. remember what that email <laughs> basically said, but pretty much as this whole process was ongoing, uh, the email stated that we would not be in, cra- in class regularly, that we had to be here, there, here and there kind of thing. And I remember all of my professors, because I remember talking to them about it, they all sent me their schedules of those classes saying like if you want to come to this class because I know you can't be on the same schedule uh you're allowed to come to these classes like all my classes are on the same uh area one class might be like a class or two ahead but you'll be able to catch up kind of thing and I was really appreciative that like a lot of my professors were willing to work with me on this but I did have one that told me not to bring my personal problems to class (laughs) there's always that one (laughs) there's always that one that says I don't really care about you uh I care about your money and that's about it so if you want to cry go for it I don't care if you want to fail go for it I don't care um so yeah she was not the nicest (laughs) and I'm going to say she because this is the closest way I can call her out (laughs) but (laughs) Uh, yeah, I just remember her saying, when I talked to her about what was going on, she looked at me dead in the eyes and said, do not bring your personal problems to class. 
and thank God that semester I was taking 18 credits so I was able to drop that class because I was like she's not willing to work with me because I was willing but she was not willing to work with me and so I dropped the class and I was like I'm guessing I'm just gonna have to take it a different semester because I cannot do this right now yeah I don't think I could have done 18 credits that semester anyway so I no. class, but it really did help when she said that to me to drop the class yeah for me I remember like my professors were gracious um in that but I do remember one professor that I had class with um very often it was probably like a three days a week kind of class and he even called me like after class to come talk to him and he said I got this email are you okay like because I'm a criminal justice major and like I felt like I could tell my professor what was going on kind of um but the fact that my professor called me after class and asked me if I was okay like that professor will always stay in my mind as probably my favorite professor because he does care about his students and I will say that um but that was the only professor who asked me if I was all right. <laughs> the rest of them was, you know, didn't care if I was in class or not. So, yeah, it's kind of sad to really realize like how much they care. And it's like, okay, you're taking all of my money. I'm so glad that you actually care about me, even though I'm the one that's paying your salary. Because without students, you would not be anything. You would literally not have a job. So I really do like, I would really like to say without students, professors are nothing because they're meant to teach. They are not meant to say, don't bring your personal problems to class. Anyways, I'm very, I'm still very, we're, we're going off. It. Yeah, we're going off on a little bit of a tangent. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I do think this is something that we should talk about. Yeah. So, I'm going to jump into Sunday night, and this Sunday was the weekend and the day right before our second semester of classes. So, we were getting ready for our first week of classes back, and this was the weekend I got back into town from winter break. Like we said in our other podcast Nothing happened since the night of January 5th. We all assumed this person was just playing a prank on us and that it was going to be over with. Sometime around 9 p.m., me and Macy received the same texts on our phone that said, I'm back, bring it on. It came from a random number, and we blocked the number, and we also took a screenshot of it, too. A little while later, we started hearing those weird noises coming from our basement, and those noises were, like, muffled whispers, footsteps, etc. And this is also the night we heard the Alexa voice from our basement. We hid in our bathroom, our safe haven, (laughs) and called another friend to come over and check out our basement. And side note here... Anytime a man, an adult, or the police were in our house, all the noises stopped. 
the sounds from our basement completely just shut off, which was weird. It was a few hours later, and our friend had left and said, you can call us again, or you can call me again if you hear this. And we started hearing the noises and um, the Alexa voice. And so we called that friend to come pick us up. We hung out at their house, and then we decided to go back to our duplex after a couple hours and we all slept together in Lexi's room. We were all scrunched up in her bed like sardines, but we felt a little safer. And I do want to add that I did keep all of the screenshots of the text messages we received. Um, I have a screenshot on my phone from that night, and it was sent to me. The text message was sent to me at 10.37 p.m. from a random number that said, I know he's here. And I'm guessing that's when they knew, they somehow knew we had a guy friend over to check our place out. But we received that text when our friend was over. So that was really strange. Yeah. um, And Lucius, which is my guy friend, uh, he's going to join us for an episode as well as a guest speaker and kind of tell his side of the story so we can kind of bring this all together at the end of it (laughs) yeah and we were thinking about bringing this podcast out on Fridays that's what we're really gonna aim for but we're a little late today we had a couple (laughs) of um problems essentially technical Um, difficulties yes we had to re-record this the last 20 minutes because for some reason it just did not I have no idea what happened it was just you couldn't hear anything because it sounded like echoey essentially I really hope this doesn't sound echoey to anyone no if it does that sucks we're not (laughs) recording it again also we do have an email address if you guys would like to write in um and that is survived with sophie and lexi at gmail.com you can also find it in our information area on spotify right next to our podcast and i think that's about it Yeah. We got some questions asking um, where we would like to take this podcast after we're done telling our story. Um, We're nowhere close to being done telling our story, by the way. So don't worry. There's more episodes coming out with the story. (laughs) But uh, when we're done telling the story, I don't know. Me and Lexi are open to kind of just talking about like stalking cases and a whole bunch of maybe like also uh, Alexa cases and I've been seeing a lot of articles about people hacking baby monitors so we might talk about that just kind of do like a little bit of a different podcast Um, but still true crime we both love true crime so 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've also seen some people talking about, I know the Airbnb thing with hidden cameras was going around too. But I know we can definitely research that and see if we can, you know, get people's stories and maybe talk about that on here. Because that should be awareness for everyone too. Um, Technology is not as safe as people think. Yeah. And I know people like check their hotel rooms too. I don't know. I I haven't heard too many stories about hotels, but I definitely have heard about them in Airbnb is for sure. Yeah, I've heard that too. But yeah, that's a wrap. Um, this is Survive. With Sophie. And Lexi. Tune in next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.